you got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Romans this morning. Thank you for being here. What a blessing. Thank you for standing, for the singing, and um, just worshiping the Lord this morning. Hey, that's what we're here for. We need to worship Him. And I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. And it is His blood that's still there this morning. Amen. Romans chapter number 1. If you're able, uh, you haven't been sitting long, but we'll stand again. Amen. We'll give us a reading of the Word of God. I'm just going to read two verses to you this morning. It's only 11.23, if anybody was wondering. And so you know me. Uh, we might be out here before 12 o'clock, but we might not be. Amen. And so praise the Lord. We're just going to obey the Lord. And I, I really just have this strong will in my heart. And I want to bring it to your attention this morning. I'm thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. It works. It still works, amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness. For wherein? Well, the verse prior tells us. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith that means the beginning of faith to the end of your faith. It's going to be enough. Amen. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. Thank you so much for standing. Let's pray and read the reading, read the word. I mean, pray over the word. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love, your compassion, Lord, your meekness, your long-sufferingness, Lord. Everything, all nine fruits of the Spirit that's compiled on what you give to me and so much the more. Lord, you've been good to us. We're thankful, God. Thank you, Lord, that you gave us the opportunity. Lord, each individual got saved at an individual day, Lord. But for each individual, we can personally say thank you for letting us hear the gospel of Christ. And Lord, we thank you for allowing us, giving us the faith to apply it to our life. And Lord, we bless your holy name this morning. We thank you for allowing us to do what you have and allow us to come to the house of God. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Uh, as we look at these verses this morning, uh, uh, Paul first states in verse number 15 where he says, So much as in me is, I am ready. He said, I am ready to preach the gospel to Rome also. Um, to those who are at Rome also. And so he says, he says, hey, all that's in me. Anybody understand that statement? I mean, I understand that statement. You know, I, and when we say stuff like when it comes to sports or whatever it may be, and I like sports, but I don't watch them much, don't care much for them. But, but, but here we have, when, when we say sports, we're going to go out there and give it all that we got. Uh, we're going to preach as hard as we can. Every time I step in this pulpit, I preach with all that I can. I preach with all that I have. And I'm so excited to preach every single time I preach. Uh, um, but I tell you, is that that's what Paul states. He states in verse 15, he said, I am with all that was in me. I'm going to give it all that I got. I'm ready to preach to those who are at Rome. He was ready to preach the gospel to them. And man, it ought to thrill our hearts to be able to tell the gospel to this world. It ought to thrill our hearts every time we have the opportunity to share the gospel with this world. And a question that comes to my mind concerning verse 16, where the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My question is, how? Why would anybody be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, here's the thing. We are reminded in context, we can use context to understand why Paul would possibly be saying what he's saying there. And so if we were to think about the time era in which he was in, uh, we would find very clearly that Nero was the head of the king. He was the king then. He was the emperor, if you will, at that time. Uh, and so the leadership of that day was wicked. 
It was wicked. Nero was the leader and the gospel is not always an easy message to swallow. But uh, King Agrippa, he said, uh, thou, thou words had pricked me in my heart, uh, and thou hast almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Uh, and I'm telling you, it, it tells us uh, that we are wrong, and it demands us to get it right now. That's what the gospel does. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of that. Another thought is, is that he was going to Rome. Who crucified Jesus Christ? Rome. Uh, He is preaching His uh, gospel. uh, And He's preaching the one who was crucified uh, and risen uh, and living forevermore. uh, But Paul said, I'm not ashamed. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, of Christ. And nevertheless, Paul said, I am not. Paul preached the cross of Christ and it costed him dearly. I mean, it cost him imprisonment in Acts chapter 16. It cost him being chased out in Acts chapter 17. It cost him being smuggled in Thessalonica in chapter 17 of the book of Acts. And it cost him being mocked in chapter 17 of the book of Acts. And it cost him to be stoned in chapter 14 of the book of Acts. Hey friend, I tell you, Paul stated no matter what, I am unashamed, I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel. He loved the Lord and was willing to give his life to give out the gospel. And why would Paul be that willing though? Why would he be that willing? I believe these verses tell us a few things this morning about why Paul would be that willing. And why we should be that willing. And I'd like to preach this thought. I'm just simple. The gospel of Christ. The gospel of of Christ. It is a message for all. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're saved in here this morning. Are you saved? Say amen. If you're not saved, this message is for you. If you are saved, this message is for you and you ought to be able to apply it so much stronger. Amen. I want you to notice number one, the power of the gospel of Christ. The Bible says in verse 1, verse 16, excuse me, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God. And Paul tells us that it is the power of God. The, the word power there, you know, it speaks of a lot of different things. It implies a, a might and strength and force. And, and let's, let's, just, let's, let's be real. He could have wiped men off the face of the earth. He could have wiped men off the face of the earth. He could have done anything he wanted to because he is the all-powerful God. He can do anything, but it is a blessing to notice that when the Lord moved to do something about sin, uh, he exercised his power uh, in sending Jesus Christ uh, to this world and the gospel of grace uh, um, to the men of this world and the people of this world. Uh, Nowhere is the power of God uh, as visible as it is when you look at the gospel gospel of Christ. It's the power of God. Just think about it. When God uh, um, takes a lost sinner and He saves him uh, um, by His grace and He makes him uh, a new creature, that is a powerful thing. 
It's a powerful thing and God could have sent us all uh, to hell this morning. Uh, But I'm telling you, uh, He would have went against His own creation uh, um, that He put us in us a free uh, will. uh, uh, And so He instead chose to send His Son, uh, um, Jesus Christ, uh, to make a way for us to get out uh, of what He... And and I'm telling you something, uh, um, we have a choice to do what He already did. We have a choice to make over what He already did. And I'm I'm thankful for that. Aren't you glad the Lord loved you? Loves you. He loved you before you loved Him. Uh, He says that we love Him because He... First loved us. Uh, that's what the Bible says in First John chapter 4 and verse 19. Uh, we love Him for that reason this morning. Uh, and I'm telling you, the gospel of Christ, uh, and make no mistake about it, there are many different gospels uh, that are being preached in the day in which we live in. Uh, um, there's the gospel uh, of religion that says, hey, uh, um, just make a new decision uh, uh, whenever uh, and just continue to make a new decision. Turn over the new leaf. Uh, and just make a new decision. Uh, It's kind of like everybody. It's January 1st for everybody for that religion. Just just make a new decision. you got a New Year's, uh, what is it called? Revolution. uh, Resolution. Make a New Year's. Just turn over a new leaf. That's the gospel of religion. It's the gospel of religion. Then there's the the gospel there of of liberalism. God help them. Amen. Somebody said, the liberals of today, I'm okay and you're okay. Everybody's okay. And then there's the gospel materialism that says, ah, I mean, the liberals say, just accept everybody as they are. And listen, I'm not against accepting people, but not accepting their sin. Amen. And so, so just accept, if heaven exists, we can all go to heaven. And it's just a simple fact. It's not true. There's the gospel materialism that says your worth is determined by what you give. I mean, excuse me, by what you have. Gain is the, the, the biggest thing. It's the goal of your life. And then there's the gospel of the society which says do as you please for life is short. And then there's the gospel of Christ which said you are a sinner. Uh, and if you die in your sins uh, you will go straight to hell Uh, however the God loves you uh, and sent his son to die for you Uh, and Jesus died for your sins uh, and rose from the dead Uh, and if you place your faith in him uh, then you can be saved eternally that's the gospel of Christ Amen. The gospel of Christ uh, is in 1 Corinthians 15 uh, where the Bible says, For I delivered unto you first uh, of all that which I also received, uh, how that Christ died for our sins. Uh, Thank God He died for our sins uh, according to the Scriptures uh, and that that He was buried uh, and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Uh, That's what Jesus did. Uh, That is the gospel of Christ. uh, And Paul knew the gospel of Christ firsthand and he said, I am not ashamed of it. 
I am not ashamed. Paul knew the power of the gospel. Uh, he said, this is a faithful saying uh, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus uh, came into this world to save sinners uh, of whom uh, I am chief. Uh, he knew what God had brought him from. Uh, he said, I've killed Christians. Uh, I've done this. I've been murderous uh, and blasphemous uh, and I've done all those things uh, and I am the chief of sinners but He died for me. Uh, and if He died for me, He, he did for you too. If He can change me and save me, He will you too. Uh, his was a life that was changed uh, by the power of the gospel uh, of Christ. And every life is redeemed uh, that is redeemed by the gospel of Christ uh, is a gospel of grace uh, and is forever changed. Uh, the Bible says, uh, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, are become new, are become new. Everybody with me? Doesn't mean immediate. I'm sorry. I just get on somebody's religion there. Listen, it doesn't mean he says because all things are God's. That verse 18 says all things are God's. And so therefore it's just telling us very clearly that whatever we need to change to conform to his image, now it's God's responsibility and my responsibility. He's going to help me change them. Amen. I'm against those preachers that believe you're just going to change just like that. Your flesh is just, just going to just fall off of you or something. I mean, Lord, help. I tell you something. And I'm not against the fact that you ought to change when you get saved. They ought to be a visible. They ought to be an a invisible. And they ought to be a change in your life. But some of y'all were already good church members before you got saved. Come on. Some of you are already good church members. You already gave a lot. You already, already served Jesus. So what is he supposed to change? Now, man, I seen, I seen y'all. I seen it. Uh, I seen uh, your attitude change. Somebody who just wasn't happy about anything it didn't seem like changed. Somebody who was full of pride changed. All I'm saying, friend, is that it does not matter, but you will change when you get born again. Uh, but it's the power of God and the salvation. Uh, and we live to give Him glory in this life. And if it is a life uh, that has a new description, uh, and it is a life that has a new destiny, thank God, uh, because the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, but I come that you might have life, uh, and that you might have it more abundantly. Some of us know about this power that the Bible's talking about. It's the power of God. It's the power of God and the salvation. We see the power of the gospel of Christ. Secondly, we see the passion of the gospel of Christ. Uh, the Bible says the power of God and the salvation. Why in the world? Why in the world would God do something like this for me? Why a sinner like me? Why would He do that? Why did He give His only Son uh, to die for people who are going to sin every day? Remember what I said the other day? If you sin two sins for 65 years, every single day you've sinned almost 50,000 sins in your lifetime. 47,000 and some change. If you sin two sins a day, Lord, help. I'm telling you something. He sent His Son, but why would He send His Son to die on the cross for, him, for these people, for sinners that would live sinners and would continue to sin? Well, the answer is simple. He loves us. That's why. 
There's more to it than that though. Because God's plan and God's purpose is given the gospel uh, and given the gospel message is the power of God unto, say the next word, to salvation. That's the purpose. That is the passion. He's loving us because there is a reason and that reason is salvation. Salvation, now that word salvation, um, it means safety, it means preservation, it means uh, um, deliverance, uh, it means all those things. It carries the idea of being rescued from danger, excuse me, or harm. Rescued from danger or harm. And God's desire in saving sinners is to, is to forever deliver them from the spiritual death and the spiritual defilement and the spiritual deception and spiritual destruction of hell. Unless we forget the end of all sinners outside the Lord Jesus is the fires of the damned in hell. God's purpose... God's passion is in giving the gospel is to change man's destination. It is in eternity in his life here on earth as well. We just read the verse in John 10. 10. Give life more abundantly. That's here. Man, I'm telling you something. But, but, the, but the real purpose of, of salvation is, is, is... The real purpose of the gospel is salvation. Uh, it's salvation of lost. And I don't know about you all, but I'm truly, I'm truly glad to be saved. I mean, I'm glad. I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord that He gave us a salvation uh, um, that we do not have to worry about. And if you, uh, if you are in Jesus, you're secure in Jesus as long as He lives. I mean, yeah. It's all because of His passion. He loves us. The power, the passion of the gospel of Christ. Thirdly, the, the policy of the gospel of Christ. The Bible says, uh, um, for it is the power of, unto, uh, of God unto salvation to every one that believeth. There's a policy. You know what that policy is? You've got to believe. Man, that's hard, ain't it? I know. The part of this verse tells us that there are no uncertain terms exactly how the gospel message of salvation is activated. There is a necessary thing that's going to activate the message of the gospel. You know what that is? To every one that believes it. That would be faith. You know what? What you, I mean, it, it means what it says. There's no other way to. There's no other way to put it. It, it is the, to every one that believeth. Uh, it takes faith, and that makes perfectly clear biblical salvation. Uh, it does not have to be complicated. Uh, it does not have to be complicated religious rituals that you have to say this prayer. It doesn't have to be ornate uh, and elaborate religious exercises. Uh, that's not. Salvation is the product of faith and faith alone. For by grace are you saved. That Well, okay, I'm saved by grace. Praise the Lord. You say, so preacher, you just said it's faith alone. That grace is not my grace. That's His grace. Grace. And this is our part. Through faith. Yet not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is the point where many people mess up. People like to do things for themselves, and they like to feel like they're a part of everything in their lives. However, in the matter of salvation, the sinner can have no part of it. Besides having faith to believe. And God gives that 
that faith too. It's amazing. I'm just saying, it's all God. All the way. Salvation comes to a person who's willing to simply receive the message of Christ by faith. He already died for your sin, friend. He already paid for the sin, friend. Because if he didn't, he would have to pay it again. He would have to come back to Calvary and die on the cross again. But he don't have to because it's once and for all. And he died for every man's sin once and for all. Are paid for past, present, future. But what we have to do is receive it. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 6 verse 47, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. John chapter 5 in verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on me, him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's what the Bible says, friend. And the Bible Bible says in John 3.16 For whosoever shall call uh, on the name of the Lord That's Romans 10 uh, and verse 13 Excuse me uh, um, But the Bible says For God so loved uh, the world uh, That He gave His only begotten Son That whosoever do what? Whosoever what? Believeth in Him Should not perish but have everlasting life Uh, The Philippian uh, jailer looked at Paul and Silas uh, And said uh, in chapter 16 in verse number uh, 29 of, uh, of the book of Acts, uh, he said, and brought them out uh, and said, Sirs, uh, what must I do uh, to be saved? what they say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, thine and thy house. I'm thankful the Lord kept His gospel easy to understand. Let's listen, let's be real. You don't need another Bible to understand the gospel. Thank God for the King James Bible. Amen. Thank God for it. And I'm telling you something this this morning. I'm thankful I believe the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. The policy of the gospel. It takes faith. Fourthly, I want you to notice the people of the gospel. The Bible says the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, now this great, it's saving gospel. It's a great message, uh, it, but it's for everybody in the world. You say, there's some people can't preach what you can't hear, understand what you're preaching. It's still for them. God has written and canonized His Word for the English-speaking people, and that's God's will. Because why? I don't know why. But I'll tell you why, uh, what I think might be why. And this is a thank. Everybody understand me this morning? This is a guess, okay? I want everybody to know that. But I'll tell you this. This is the place where the gospel could get out to all the world. Right here. Nonetheless, I'm just going to tell you this. No one is beyond the reach of the gospel. Its scope is as big as the world is. Amen. The people of the gospel is that any person can be saved. Many have labored over the term to the Jew first uh, and also to the Greek. Many have said, well, why did he take you to the Jew first? Why did he do that? Why, that this shouldn't bother us. God, did, God did give, didn't give the gospel to the Jew uh, in first in reference to priority, but he gave uh, the gospel to the Jew in reference of time. When did he come? Was there Gentiles, a ton of Gentiles? There was not. Let's be clear about all those things. I believe it was time. He had been dealing with the Jewish people for thousands of years, though. 
Is that not what the Old Testament talks about? Had he not been dealing with the Jewish people for all those years? Right? Right? I, I, I mean, he said they're the, they're the apple of his eye. And so he had been dealing with the Jewish people for all of that time. He had been dealing with them. And when he sent his son into this world for a Messiah, uh, he sent it to of the Jewish people. They came, he came out of the Jewish people. And then the Jewish people rejected him. Right? He said, my, my own, I came into my own, my own received me not. And so, so now the Lord has turned to the Gentile peoples of the world to offer them salvation. Because he was rejected by the Jews. Now salvation is, is uh, it's available to whosoever will. Hell is avoidable to whosoever will. I, I like the song. Um, there's always room for one more in both places. Always room for one more in both places. Now, you know, now these verses make it clear that salvation is for anyone regarding of race, uh, their social standing, their edu- education, the, their ability, their wickedness. It does not matter. There is nothing which can stop uh, anyone who wants to be saved from being saved. Besides unbelief. It's the truth. That rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, was talking about salvation. He said, get rid of everything. But he didn't have enough faith. He had more faith in his goods than he did in Jesus. I'm just telling you something, friend. Nothing, nothing, nothing that is except for the sin of unbelief. Nothing can prevent you. You want me to give you a Bible verse? Everybody all right? We're almost done. Listen, we're almost done. I've been preaching 26 minutes and 49 seconds to be exact. And the Bible says in John chapter number 8, verse number 24, the Bible says, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Do you think he said it twice because it's important? He said, if you have the sin of unbelief, you shall die in your sins. You're going to die in your sins if you have the sin of unbelief. It's just as simple as that. The, pow- the people of the gospel is for every man. It's for everywhere. Uh, thank God that it is. Amen, friend. From the mountains of West Virginia to the, to the what, what does this say, the hills of Carolina? Is that what the song says? Somebody help me there. I know it's a little carnal illustration, but from every place, anywhere, anytime, it does not matter. God's word will work. And God's word is enough, and his blood was enough. Amen. Somebody say amen. And the gospel is enough to save the sinner. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's the year one or the year 2023. You know what? It's still going to work in 2024 if the Lord doesn't tarry. If the Lord tarries. Amen. If, if, if there had been restrictions on salvation, don't you think you would have been, you think you would have been saved? And I wouldn't. I surely would have been left out. I'm good for nothing, friend. I'm, but I'm glad that, 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 that he saved anybody. He'll save anybody. I'm glad for that. By faith. And thank God that's what it takes. It takes faith. The people of the gospel. Lastly, I'm done. We notice the power, policy, uh, passion, and people. And then lastly, we're going to work into verse 17. And we're going to see what therein is. For therein is the righteousness of God. So we see the product of the gospel. Christ. So we see that there is a therein and so just like a therefore you ought to look wherefore it came from. 
So, right? Right? So, you need to turn around and look where it came from. If there's a there, you need to look where it came from. And so, we're going to look back and see where it came from. So, where is the righteousness of God coming from? The gospel. The gospel. So there's a pro, there's a there's something that it, that, that it produces, and the the pro, the production the 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 product of the gospel in the life of the believer is righteousness. Man has two great problems in their life, and number one, he thinks he is righteous and therefore acceptable to God, and number two, he's completely wrong about number one. And so let me just tell you something this morning is that we cannot attain righteousness by our own good works. When faith is placed in the gospel message and Jesus is believed on in a person's heart, God takes the sinner and declares him righteous. Righteous. I mean, what does it say in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6? I've preached out this verse. In chapter number 6 and verse number 9, the Bible says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit. So there's the unrighteous. It's the opposite of righteous. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers, themselves of mankind, nor thieves, covenants, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord. Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He has changed us and simply stated everything man looks for in religion, peace with God, acceptance with God, a right relationship with God are all given to a believer when he accepts the gospel message. Amen. Amen. This is a message worth sharing to all people. What does the phrase faith from faith? From faith to faith. I mean, well, it simply means from the beginning of your faith, from day one to day end. Whenever that is. Your faith is going to be enough. It's beginning faith to ending faith. And as this verse concludes, faith is to be the way of life for the child of God. Because as the Bible says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Who's the just? Those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Just breaking the verses down. Praise the Lord. It's easier, it's easier than we think it is to read the King James Bible and understand it. It says the just shall live by faith. If there is a therein, we need to find where it came from. We looked up, we seen it came from the gospel, and that's where our righteousness came from. And how shall they hear without a preacher? We're just using the Bible. Thank God. I've heard the gospel. We've been given a gospel that's worth believing, that's worth telling others about it. And the questions are, in my mind and in my thoughts, are we trusting the gospel of Christ for our salvation? Are we sharing the gospel of Christ to others about their salvation? Are we ashamed of the gospel of Christ? The same message that was able to save them then can save now. That same message, uh, the power that worked in God's, in Paul's day, is the same power we have today in the gospel. All we need to do is share it. It's the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't need modification. Somebody say amen. It doesn't need modification like some are modifying it. It does not need some change. It doesn't need alteration. All it needs is for those who believe it to, to share it. 
I mean, uh, compelled to come, uh, compelled to come, commanded to go. That's our duty. That's what that we're going to. Isn't that amazing, though, that God uh, would take the most important message uh, the world has ever heard and place it in the hand of those who have been redeemed, who were once sinners? It's amazing that God would give us the gospel. That God would give us the gospel and then command us to take it to the world. Remember, the gospel don't have arms, it don't have feet, it don't have mouth, it doesn't have a tongue, it doesn't have a voice, it doesn't have anything. You are those. And we must take it. We must take it. And I thank God for for the gospel. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the word world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to them that would believe. It pleased God. The foolishness of preaching. Not foolish preaching. I mean, the foolishness of preaching. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 10 and verse number 14, How then shall they be called on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not caught, heard? How shall they hear without a preaching? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings of good, good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Here we are. Thank God. How are we doing when sharing the message? How are we doing when sharing the gospel? Why? Who, who do we know in our lives who needs the gospel message? Man, I know some people. Why? You come play for us, please, Andrew. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. He had passion. He loved us enough to give it to us. He loved us that much to give us a gospel. The only policy is faith. Amen. Through your faith, you will repent. (laughs) Turn from. You couldn't have faith in Christ if you wasn't turning to Him. And you you couldn't turn from something else if you weren't turning to Christ. So repentance is mine. You're turning to God by faith. Saying, God, here am I. I have nothing that I can do of my own, God. And that's the policy of the gospel. You're going to believe on Jesus Christ. And the people of the gospels, whosoever. The product of the gospel is righteousness. When he sees me, he sees the blood of his son. He doesn't see anything I've done, not my filthiness and rags of sin. But he sees his son. Thank God in the Lamb forever He sees His Son. We need to pray this morning for somebody or yourself or anything else. You come to this altar this morning. They're open. Dear God in heaven, we love you. We thank you, dear God. Lord, as people are standing all over the building, we're grateful, God, that you've given us the opportunity, Lord, to just please, Lord, uh, just present this to the world, Lord, that is lost. God, help us, God, to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We're thankful for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love. Lord, help us, God, to be a better witness to the world around us. Lord, help us today in Jesus' name.